I'm Pamela Portnoy. I'm Alexa Marie Anderson. And no one's okay. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, guys, today our, we have a very special guest. Our guest today is Adam Mendler, who is an entrepreneur and the CEO of the Velos Group, a leadership and business management expert, and the host of the podcast, 30-Minute Mentors. Hi, Adam. Hi, Pamela. Hi, Alexa. Thanks for Hello. having me on. Excited to be here. We're excited to have you on. Thanks for the opportunity to spend some time with you and with your listeners. Any time. I'm very excited. So I thought we could maybe get started with letting our listeners know how you got started doing what you do. Sure. So I am an entrepreneur. I run a few different businesses. I started my entrepreneurial journey in my late 20s. I was working for a really large company in the financial services world. So my first job out of business school was for my first job out of college, excuse me, was for the largest hedge fund in the world. And then I got my MBA while I was in business school. I worked in the entertainment industry. Um, I worked for a big talent agency and for a big studio. And then when I graduated, I went back into finance and worked for another really big financial services company. So by the time I was 28, I had all this experience working for big companies. And I felt like if there was ever a time for me to do something entrepreneurial, it was just the right moment for me. My energy was never going to be any higher. My expenses were never going to be any lower. I also really wanted to make more of an impact. And I felt like starting a business, becoming an entrepreneur, creating the kind of culture that I wanted to create was an opportunity for me to be able to do that. And I left my career. I started a company, we called it the Velos Group. I started it with my brother. We, as I was telling Pamela, you and Alexa off the air, named it after Velos Avenue, which is the street I grew up on in Tarzana, California, which is a suburb here in LA. And um, the rest is history. I've just been running hard ever since. We started a few different businesses underneath the umbrella of the Velos Group. We started two different e-commerce businesses. We have an office furniture company where we sell refurbished brand name office chairs. So not necessarily the business I thought I'd be in when I was a little kid dreaming about running a baseball team, but <laughs> we built out this business called Beverly Hills Chairs where we offer customers Herman Miller Aeron chairs, which you both probably know given that they're the go-to chair in the entertainment industry. And the Aeron chair retails for over $1,000. I think it's selling for like $1,400 right now. And we sell it for 50% off retail. That's one of our businesses. We have another company called Custom Tobacco, which is a platform where customers can go to customtobacco.com and create their own fully customized private label cigars in real time. So I know I'm talking right now to two women who may not necessarily be cigar smokers, but we're actually if the occasion calls for it, I've I've definitely tried it. 
Well, I, believe it or not, Alexa, are you a cigar smoker? Or? No, I can't say that I am. So, <laughs> interestingly enough, Custom Tobacco is the only cigar company in America where the majority of our customers are women and the majority of our customers don't smoke cigars because Custom Tobacco is the rare company that you can go to and create your own fully customized private label cigars in real time. So what it has become is a platform where men, but mainly women, will create cigars for the men in their life. Could be your dad, it could be your boss, it could be your client, it could be your boyfriend, your grandfather, whoever it is that you need to get that perfect gift for. It's become a place to do that. And it's also become very popular for event planners. So whether you're planning a wedding or planning a golf tournament, planning a corporate event, it's an opportunity to enhance that event through a unique way of bringing in private label cigars. So that's the second business we created. We, we also have a software development company. And I do a lot of writing and speaking on the topic of leadership. Mention my podcast. It's called 30 Minute Mentors. I go one on one with the most successful people in the country every week for 30 minutes on how they got to the top and how listeners can get to the top as well. So, definitely have a lot going on. Keeps me busy, but if you enjoy what you do, it doesn't feel like work. It energizes you. So, uh, that's a little bit about me and what fills up my time. That's so much. Yes. <laughs> How do you keep all those plates spinning at the same time? Uh, the best advice that I can give to anyone listening is if you want to build a successful business, let alone build multiple businesses, you can't do it by yourself. You need to surround yourself with great people. And none of our businesses enjoyed any kind of success until we started bringing in people who were able to help us take these businesses to the next level. So our office furniture business is a great example of it. I'm not the CEO of Beverly Hills Chairs. I'm the co-founder. I helped take it from concept to business, and now I'm involved in trying to really scale it. We're the leading sellers in the country of refurbished brand name office chairs, but we're really trying to take it from that to a much bigger vision and bigger concept. So I'm involved strategically. I'm involved operationally, but I'm not the CEO. Uh, I'm not the guy running the day-to-day -day operations. I pretty rarely nowadays interact with customers. I only interact with customers when I refer customers directly to the business. Or if I happen to connect with a customer here or there, I, I love communicating with customers is actually one of my favorite things to do but if you want to do anything successfully you need to bring people in who can do things that will free up your time so that you're doing things that other people may not necessarily be able to do so for example my podcast 30 minute mentors i'm the guy doing it i'm the guy doing the interviews i can't go out and hire someone to do these one-on-one -on -one conversations, but I can hire someone to do customer support so that when someone has a question about the chair they buy or the cigar that they want to purchase for their client, that doesn't need to be. 
That makes sense. What um, challenges have you encountered on your entrepreneurial journey so far? Like actors that we, you know, know, and we ourselves deal with a lot of rejection when it comes to our day to day, um, which seems to be like the number one challenge that a lot of actors that we talk to run into. What, what's a challenge that you've run into? Yeah, Pamela, that's a great question. And, and that's a question that we could spend the entire episode on. We could probably do an entire season just on <laughs> the mistakes and failures that I've made in my entrepreneurial journey and in my life. I feel like I'm making mistakes all the time and failing every day. And I actually, one of the guests on my podcast, 30 Minute Mentors, was uh, Ryan Tedder, who um, I would imagine many of your listeners are familiar with. And Ryan is a, um, a Grammy winner, one of the most successful producers, one of the most successful artists out there, also on a popular TV show. And Ryan and I were talking pretty extensively about this topic. This is a topic that I talked to so many of my guests about. And something that you come to learn is that people who are honest, people who are intellectually honest, people who are uh, in touch with themselves will admit very quickly and very readily that they fail all the time. A uh, mentor of mine, the former mayor of Los Angeles, Richard Reardon, he was a teacher of mine, actually, when I was getting my MBA at UCLA, I took a class with him. He had a great line and he said, only a mediocre person never makes a mistake. And, you know, if you don't try hard enough, what are you really going to accomplish? You're only going to avoid failure if you don't try. So hopefully that provides a little bit of color to your listeners. You can't be afraid of failure. You can't be afraid of rejection. You can't be afraid of being told no. I mean, Ryan Tedder told me on the podcast, I forgot the number, but maybe 99 no's for everyone, yes. And um, there's a lot of truth to that in, in any business that you're in. in. Sales, you have to be used to hearing no repeatedly before you hear yes. If you're afraid of hearing no, if you're afraid of getting rejected, then you're never going to get Yes, because you're never going to have the courage to ask the question. The only way that the answer is guaranteed to be no is if you're too afraid to ask the question. That's way like, more. Yeah. I feel like Alex is really feeling that answer right now. <laughs> no, but it's, it's so true. I think even going through like schooling for theater and everything, that's something that I learned very quickly is that if you don't try and put yourself out there, you're really going nowhere. You're not going to get anywhere. So yeah, I really resonate with that for sure. What motivates you, Adam? Yeah, I've been asked this question before and it's a hard question <laughs> to answer because I, I think that people are, are often just motivated by nature. And I've always been motivated from the time I was a little kid. I was, I never needed motivation. I was never someone who needed a push or needed a kick when I played sports. I was always the most competitive, hardest working person on the team. I was never the best player on the team. When I was the captain of my baseball team, I was not the captain 
because I was the most talented player. Actually, my on my high school baseball team, uh, I was co-captain with a guy named Mark Bornstein. By the way, Mark Bornstein, I don't know if he's a listener of your podcast, but Mark Bornstein is an absolutely great guy. And uh, Mark Bornstein, really good buddy of mine from childhood, was a way, 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 way better player than I could ever dream of being. I always admired Mark's talent in, in every sport, not just baseball. But um, I would, you know, but I was the captain of the team along with Mark, not because of my talent, but because of my drive, my work ethic, and just my natural leadership skills. And I don't wake up in the morning because someone tells me to wake up. I don't wake up in the morning because I have an alarm clock that says get up at 6 a.m. I've just always been passionate. And I think that if you need to find people who need to be motivated, you're looking for the wrong people. I love that response. Because I've been asked that before, too, and I never know how to respond to it. I'm like, what motivates me? I'm not sure. Like, I just <laughs> motivated. So I really, I that's why I asked, because I've been asked that before, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> so I enjoyed that. There's actually a question that I ask my guests on my podcast, which is, and I, I don't ask this to every guest. I try to mix up my questions and keep things fresh. But a question that I've asked some of my guests and that I'll ask from time to time is, what motivates you on days that you don't feel motivated? That's a great and question. Yes. That's that's an interesting one because I, as a leader, that's something that I want to learn. And that's something that I'm always trying to understand from other people and particularly from highly successful people. What motivates you on days that you don't feel motivated? And for me, I, I look to the quote. I, I don't mean to be the podcast host and the podcast guest asking myself questions. Oh, but I look to a quote that I love. It's my favorite quote. And it's a quote that I heard from David Halberstam, who's my favorite writer. And David Halberstam got this quote from Dr. J, Julius Irving, the great basketball player. And it is being a professional is doing what you love to do on the days that you don't feel motivated to do it. And not every day do we feel the fire. Not every day do we feel the passion. Not every day do we feel the energy, even for the things that we love doing. I love working out. I love just getting out there and being physically active. But there are definitely days when I don't have the energy. I don't have the juice. I don't have the desire to go and push myself to get through a grueling workout. But I look to that quote and I think about it and say, being a professional is doing what you love to do on the days that you don't feel like doing it. And it's true whether it comes to working out, it's true whether it comes to working. Uh, David Halberstam was talking about it within the context of his writing. If anyone listening isn't familiar with the books that David Halberstam had written, I highly recommend that you um, go and check them out. He's written so many unbelievably classic books uh, on history, on politics, on sports, and um, books that help you become a better leader, that help you become more successful in life. And just so interesting. And David Halberstam's point was that as great a writer as he is, there, and as much as passionate as he is about writing, there are days he wakes up and just doesn't feel it. But 
being a professional is doing what you love to do on the days you don't feel like doing. I feel like there's a lot going on, particularly right now, like during the quarantine. Yeah, well, I think that during the quarantine, it, so much of it comes to mindset and so much of it comes to mentality that you have during times like these because it's very easy and we could just talk about fitness as an example i was catching up earlier today with a buddy of mine and i was very grateful because he reached out to me a couple of weeks ago and shot me a message and just say hey adam it's been a while how have you been that was been too long and it really had been too long i hadn't seen this guy for maybe a year and we were we set up a time to catch up and he's a good friend and really successful guy he's a ceo of a up-and-coming but very successful tech company here in la and we were talking about working out during the pandemic and um he made a comment about how he's basically gotten into the best shape of his life during the pandemic and he was asking me what I'm doing to work out because he knows that I'm, I enjoy staying active and what I've been doing, given that I can't go to the gym right now. And the, the conversation was really that some people are taking this time as an opportunity to improve themselves. Or they're taking this time as an opportunity to do things that they otherwise wouldn't be doing. Other people are sitting around and moping. And look, let's be honest about it. There's a lot to mope about. There's a lot to be negative about. There's a lot of awful stuff happening around us. We're in the middle of, I had, did, had a call last night with my great aunt. She's 93. It's her 93rd birthday last night. Happy, Happy birthday. At Isabel. Yeah, and Isabel is the best. And um, I was talking to Aunt Isabel last night, and I asked her, Aunt Isabel, is this at all comparable to anything you see in your lifetime? She said, absolutely not. Nothing even close. And yeah, we have reason to be upset. We have reason to be negative. But all we can do is control our mindset, control our time, stay as positive as possible, stay as productive as possible, channel our energy to use this moment in a way that allows us to become better, become better in however we define better. Better could be better professionally, better personally, better in however you define it. You know, Pamela, Alexa, you, I, our listeners, we can all have different definitions of success. But what's important is that you have one. I love that. I feel very motivated now. <laughs> I feel bad for moping earlier. <laughs> and every time I've moped in the Are You OK segment. <laughs> I mean, it happens. Yeah, it happens. Um, and I also really felt it in my bones when you were talking about how you were the captain of your baseball team, co-captain of your baseball team, because I was actually captain of my high school basketball team. But guess how many games we won? You had to have won more than us. Zero. Yeah. So I, you feel my pain. I feel your pain. So why would you won zero games too? I was the captain of the worst baseball team in the history of high school and in the history of baseball. So we were really bad. It sounds like our, if our baseball team played your basketball team, who knows what would have happened. It would have been a the match of a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> you asked earlier it. about the topic of failure. I mean, that's 
one example of just repeated failure. That was a brutal experience, but it, it taught me at a relatively young age how to respond to failure. And I, it was a very hard experience for me because I love baseball. And full disclosure, I have a baseball game on in the background right now. So uh, I, I thought it was in the window reflection. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, is it your team? Is it you're, you're an Angels fan, right? Huge Angels fan. The Angels are playing the A's right now. Uh, but are I'm, they, I'm are focused they on this interview. It's a tight game, zero zero. But I'm very zero, focused. Zero. I'm in the moment. I'm in the present. You With, you are giving us incredible stuff. Yeah. Why <laughs> we're getting multitasking advice from you, <laughs> right? <laughs> so on your podcast, Thirty Minute Mentors, you interview some of the foremost leaders, most successful people in the country, has there been a piece of advice or a theme that you've found that they all have in common? Another great question. You guys are bringing your A-game tonight, but then again, probably bring your A-game every day. This is, this is, these are good questions. This is good stuff. Um, We're flattered. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying this. The truth is there are a lot of themes that have emerged that uh, we could talk about that when you do these interviews, and I've interviewed hundreds of America's top leaders. I've interviewed over 300 of America's top leaders for a series that I have called Lessons in Leadership, which is in Ariana Huffington's platform, Thrive Global. My podcast, 30 Minute Mentors, uh, as of today's recording, uh, I just hit episode number 31. So it's a relatively new podcast. Each week I release a new episode, but when you kind of put together all the learnings that I've taken from all the leaders who I've interviewed, there are a lot of themes that we could talk about. One theme is that the core principles of effective leadership are universal. It doesn't matter what kind of organization you're leading. You could be leading a Fortune 500 company. I've interviewed a lot of Fortune 500 CEOs. You could be leading a startup company. You could be leading a nonprofit organization. You could be leading battalion in the army. You could be leading a sports team. You could be leading your family. The core principles of effective leadership are universal. So that's something that anyone listening should understand. Uh, a couple of other points that I think are really important. Number one is when I started my podcast, I started it thinking that my core audience would be college students, young professionals, people early in their careers, looking to take that next step on their journeys, looking to find wisdom from the best network of mentors possible. And that was really the vision for my show. But what I've come to learn in the time since I've launched the podcast is, yes, that is definitely a demographic of my audience. But a lot of my listeners are actually some of the most successful leaders in the country. Uh, a lot of my guests are actually consistent listeners of the podcast. I've had a number of my guests tell me, I've learned so much from Rob Lowe, or I've learned so much from the CEO of Deloitte, or the founder of this company, or the CEO of Gold's Gym, or um, you know, the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court of Michigan, whoever it is. And what what I've come to learn is that the most successful people in the country 
are people who live and breathe the concept of lifelong learning. You can never know enough. You can never learn enough. And you and I, Pamela, you and I, Alexa, we might have different styles of learning. Someone might learn best by listening to a podcast. Someone might learn best by picking up a 500-page book and reading it. I actually learn best by picking the brains of highly successful people, experts, and getting their best advice. But however you learn best, you need to get on that, that journey and you need to start learning. No matter where you are, no matter how successful you are, the most successful people are the most committed learners. So that's been really interesting to me. That's something that I, I learned since starting 30-Minute Mentors. If you want to talk a little bit about leadership, my core philosophy when it comes to leadership, which is a byproduct of my own leadership style, my own leadership experience, and the lessons learned interviewing America's top leaders, you can't lead effectively by leading through fear and intimidation. The only way you can lead the modern workforce, and Pamela, Alexa, I know you're millennials, and I'm a millennial, I'm an old millennial, but I am a millennial. I know a lot not of, old at all. <laughs> I know a lot of your listeners are um, millennials and are Generation Z and Zoomers, whatever we call them. And um, I haven't heard that word. Oh, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> no. so, got boomers and Zoomers and millennials and. I've never heard Zoomers before. Really? Well, I'm I am not cool. I don't know anything okay, about well. that. You learn something new every day. You uh, do. I, I can tell you this. No matter who you're leading, to lead effectively today, tomorrow, you have to be able to motivate, inspire, get people to do things, not because they're afraid of you, but because they want to do it, because they want to get there, because they believe in the mission, because they believe in the vision, because they believe in you and what you're trying to do and what you're trying to achieve. You need to be able to inspire people. You can't try to scare people. So going back to the earlier point about the core principles of leadership being universal, I've had some of the most successful military leaders tell me just that. I've had retired general, retired three-star general, tell me that in the course of his entire military career, not once did he ever raise his voice. I had an admiral tell me that he can count on his hand the number of times in his entire military career that someone told him, this is an order. One of the most successful military leaders of our generation, Admiral Jim Stavridis, told me that when you think about military-style leadership, what do you think about? You think about Jack Nicholson from A Few Good Men. And he said that is the exact opposite of what it takes to be a great leader in the military. And that's the exact opposite of what most military leaders are. So, again, whether you're leading startup companies like I am or whether you're leading sports teams or whether you're leading your household, follow 
the universal truth, which is you're not going to push people forward. You're not going to move people forward by telling them what to do. Doesn't work with millennials, doesn't work with Zoomers, doesn't work with any of us. The only way you're going to do it is by inspiring and by motivating. I love it. I had one more question that I thought of because you mentioned that you worked at a big agency, which I believe you worked at CAA, correct? I worked at, I did a, um, while I was in business school, I did an internship in between my first year and second year of business school at William Morris Endeavor. And William it, Morris. It was actually the summer that William Morris and Endeavor merged. So it was a pretty wild time to be there, but. I guess now listeners can kind of get a sense as to how old I am. Got it. Um, do you have any advice for actors specifically after you've had an opportunity to work there? Well, I have a lot of advice for actors based on my extensive experience acting. Um, no, I have, I mean, what do, what do I know about acting? I'm the, I'm the only person to ever live in Los Angeles for 99% of my life and, Never have a film credit to my name. I've, it's amazing that you manage that. I've yes. never been on an audition. I've never, um, you know, we're actually, my office is located next door to a talent agency. And it's a small talent agency. And a couple of years ago, one of the agents there came over to me and, and said, hey, I can get you into some commercials. And I'm like, great, sign me up. Um, let, let's do it. And we went out and he took some pictures of me and I'm still waiting. I, I don't, I think he just wanted the pictures. So. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Like I, I, every time I would see him, I was like, Hey, like, how's my acting career? Like what's going on? Like, when, when am I going to see myself in the next uh, Campbell soup commercial? I, oh as a, I actually I had the CEO of Campbell soup on my podcast. I should ask him about that. But, um, yeah, you should. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I, I, I can't give actors advice based on my extensive experience as an actor. I can't really give actors advice based on my experience as an intern at William Morris Endeavor. I can give actors advice based on my life experience, based on my experience. I've interviewed some of the most successful actors in the country. Rob Lowe is actually a guest on my podcast. He was such a dream. I listened yes. to that episode. Oh, cool. I'm, I'm glad you... And Suzanne Summers on my podcast. Yeah, uh, lovely. So the best advice that I can give to anyone pursuing the dream of making it as an actor is listen to your heart. Follow your passion. Everyone around you is going to tell you to give up Everyone around you is going to tell you that you should sell out. Everyone around you is going to tell you that you should move on with your life. And I can imagine a lot of people listening right now are probably nodding. And there's yeah. one voice you should listen to. And that voice is your own. Listen to your inner voice. Listen to what you know is right. And if and when you're ready to move on with your life, there's one person who can tell you that, and that person is you. And until you hear that, don't give up. Keep pushing forward. Keep chasing. 
keep the dream alive. And that's my advice. I believe very strongly that in life, we should try to find something that we can spend our time doing that checks three different boxes. Number one, we should try to do something that we're really passionate about. Number two, we should try to do something that we're really good at. And number three, we should try to do something that makes a positive difference in the lives of others. And if anyone listening feels like pursuing a career as an actor is the path to that, if anyone listening feels like their calling in life is to do that, who am I to tell you to move on with your life? Who am I to tell you to stop chasing the dream? Um, there was a girl, uh, I won't mention her name, but a friend of mine who, um, this was years ago, I ran into her at the gym and she was telling me that she was working in um, real estate and she had kind of given up on acting and whatnot. And, and I was like, why? Why, are you, why do you give up on acting? You're so talented. You're, you're so good. You've, you've made it pretty far relative to what most people in L.A. consider success. Like, are you serious? You're, you're good at this. I see a lot of people. I obviously am not, you know, I'm not a casting director, but, like, come on, just pursue it a little bit longer. And I think that that advice was probably the only time she ever heard that because everyone else around her was telling her to give up and move on. So I, I hope that these are words of encouragement. I don't mean to be Pollyannish. I don't mean to say that anyone who wants to be an actor is going to be the next Brad Pitt or anyone who wants to be an actress is going to be the next who's the most successful actress in Hollywood today. You guys would tell me. Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Oh, wow. Meryl, Meryl Streep is a legend. I mean, that's, Legend. <laughs> I, I was on a podcast, and, and um, this was probably about three weeks ago. And this was, I don't want to call the podcast, so it's out. But the question I was asked was, who do you like, who do you like more, your niece or your nephew? And I was, I, you know what my answer was? I said, that's, what? that's like Sophie's choice. How do you like <laughs> that? So... Um, Why did they ask you that? Yeah. They, were just, they were just trying to like ask hard-hitting questions. I was a hard-hitting. Sophie's <laughs> Choice was a great movie. Uh, and Meryl Streep was the absolute best. So yeah. there's only one person who disagrees with me about Meryl Streep being the absolute best, and that's, that's Donald Trump. But uh, other than, other than yeah. that guy, uh, I think the rest of us can agree that Meryl Streep is a legend. I think her totally. body of work and her accomplishments speak for themselves. Absolutely. Okay, being on the opposite side of an argument than uh, that guy. <laughs> um, Alexa, do you think it's time? Is it time? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Adam, would you like to go first? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know <laughs> that is ready. the sigh that we do every time yeah, we get to this like, segment. Like, yeah. You nailed it. <laughs> that was great. That was great. Adam, are you okay? Am I okay? Yes, that is the question. I'm doing great right now. So 
full disclosure, in the beginning of the interview, all the way through the middle of the interview, uh, I had the angel game on in the background. I disclosed that to you and to your listeners. It was zero zero. It is now five nothing angels. So I am great. Yes, that's amazing. Very good. When the angels are winning, I'm great. When they're losing, I'm terrible. So that's a that's very good. That that makes it a lot easier. It's very. That's easy. a very good scale for that answer. It's yeah. very easy to feel my mood. It's not that hard to understand when I'm happy. When Got it. I, you know, it's unpredictable. I think um, the angels knew that we would be recording, and you know, I told them that we wanted you to be happy. So. Yeah, Tommy Lestella just got a base hit. This is great. Life is great. Fabulous. Awesome. Alexa. Yes. Are you okay? I am more than okay. I'm doing great. Um, another great. I like another, that. Another great. Yeah. I had the day. I I wasn't working today, so I got a lot of stuff done around uh, my apartment, which was really nice. Did some cleaning, and I made a cake. What kind of cake? I made a, um, it's a blueberry zucchini cake with lemon buttercream frosting. And it's very good. If you want oh, to that know. sounds really good. Well, you're yeah, a lot of fruits and vegetables in a cake. Yeah, right? I know. That's why I made it. I was like, oh, this has zucchini in it. So it's kind of healthy, right? Even though it's, it's basically salad. It's basically <laughs> salad. So yeah, I like to bake uh, in my spare time, apparently now since quarantine. So that's what I do a lot of that. So that was nice. Fabulous. Yeah. Pamela. Yes. Are you okay? No, I'm great. Also, we're going to do, we're going to go three greats on this episode. Three greats. Yes. I have been doing a lot of reading this past week and I just finished reading One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which was excellent. And I'm about halfway through uh, the picture Dorian Gray, which took me a second to get into, but now I'm really, really enjoying it. So I feel like it's putting me on this trajectory of like, maybe during this time, I'll start reading the classics because that's kind of yeah. always been a bucket list to read like all the, all the classic books, but I never really got around to it. But now's the time, I think. Was Jack Nicholson in the book? He was in the movie. Yeah, I know, I know. No, <laughs> no, they, they they specifically wrote him into the book. Perfect. I mean, I just asked. Did you read? I did you read that book? I saw the movie. It's spectacular. The movie. I'm a big Jack Nicholson fan. Love Jack Nicholson. One of the all-time. He's greats. fantastic. Say that again. One of the all-time greats. Absolutely. I've never actually seen the movie until last week, and it was phenomenal. I thought everybody in it was so talented. Yeah, huge Jack Nicholson fan. I mean, what more can we say about Jack Nicholson? Legend. Well, and you're also a Lakers fan, right? So he's also a, a Lakers fan. He is so, the Laker fan. The Laker fan. The, there's, the, the Lakers game is not a Lakers game without Jack Nicholson on the sidelines. Couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. Uh, Jack is the man. Yeah, Jack. He is. If, if we could all be like Jack, not only at his age, but at every age. Talk about a guy who knows how to live life. Yes. He yes. seems like a very passionate man. Mm -hmm. 
Definitely, at least on screen, he's very passionate. And at the games. That's true. That is true. <laughs> yeah. Adam, thank you so much for joining us today. Pamela, Alexa, thank you again for having me. Thank you to your listeners for taking the time to listen. And this was so much fun. Really enjoyed it. We really enjoyed it. Thank you. Where can our listeners follow you? Try to make it really easy. So it's just my name, Adam Mendler. So you can follow me on social media at Adam Mendler. So that's at Adam Mendler on Instagram, at Adam Mendler on Twitter. My website is adammendler.com. My podcast, 30 Minute Mentors, 30minutementors.com. Trying to make it pretty straightforward. You can also find it on just about every major podcasting app, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. Just type in, spell out 30 Minute Mentors, listen, hopefully subscribe, hopefully enjoy. Everyone subscribe to his podcast. Um, It is very informative and he has phenomenal guests. Thank you. Don't miss out. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. And he also, like Alexa and I were talking about it, you have a very, like, amazing voice for this uh, medium. Yeah, before you hopped on, I was like, his voice. (laughs) (laughs) Do you get that a lot? I do, which is, you know, it's nice because they don't have to see my face, which is great because I don't think anyone else. Please. I don't think anyone else sees my face, so it makes it a lot more palatable for this medium. That's so funny. Thank you so much, Adam. Thank you, Pamela. Thank you, Alexa. This was awesome. See you next time. Bye, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Please don't forget to like, share, subscribe, all the things. If for some reason you want to see more of us, you can follow us on Instagram at no one's okay. And a special thanks to Jordan Ross Weinhold, Sean Moore, Jason Crow, Claire Palmer, Jackson Palmer, Tiffany Hamoff, Shane Rings, James Liddell, and our podcast is recorded at Soundworks Studios. We can't wait to meet you!